guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show, and today is Grateful Thursday. You know, I think primarily on Thursdays, I do give out my gratitude just as I do the Self-Love Friday. Uh, I'm going to have to figure out what Wednesday is, perhaps Motivational Wednesday, but then you have Inspirational Monday, Transformation Tuesday. This is a kind of or the kind of format that I was going to follow with Global Coaches until that actually just fell apart. Although maybe it might make a comeback, but based on what I have going on in my life and the things that, you know, have popped up literally out of nowhere, um, maybe, well, maybe not, I don't know exactly, but we'll see. But nonetheless, guys, grateful Thursday. What am I going to be covering today? The Bali trip. Normally, I do the ramble of positivity. Remember that? Remember that? And I'm going to continue prolonging that. Um, It's just without travels and without big things that are happening, although there are big things that are happening, but I'm just making like little topic-based podcasts uh, based on that. Who knows? But again, the ramble of positivity, that may come again as early as next week because things have begun to amplify completely on my end. I mean, there are a number of people who are reaching out to me. I'm just so grateful. And today, again, going back to the whole Bali thing, let's let's focus on Bali. So guys, back in 2016, man, it was one of those glorious years. Not in glorious years, but given the fact that 2016 started off with two racially infested language centers here in Bangkok, um, you know, basically me creating a course at my language center and only getting paid $200 for it because that's what my fee was. Uh, you know what, just to hurry up and throw this in, another guy was asked to do a course and he's like, hey, you know, I want $10,000 for this. And they were like, you know what, if I could pay you, I would. And I told him, he's like, Arsenio, I've been asked to make a course. And I'm like, dude, remember, I made a course and that fucking language center made probably $200,000 off of my course. I only got $200 for it. So you asked them for a massive asking price for it. And so he's like, $10,000, that's all I could give you. That, that's, you know, that's the asking price right now. They're like, oh, sorry, no. See, that's, he, uh, that's knowing your worth and then telling the other person to just fuck off right in front of their face. Because, listen, the amount of time, the amount of effort, the amount of everything that you put into that course... This should be no reason at all, no reason at all for them to say, oh, no, you know what I mean? Because they made 200000 minimum. So the ROI on that is, is still ridiculously massive on their end. What is that? 5%, right? Yeah. If, I, if I'm mistaken, I could be completely fucking mistaken, to be honest with you. That could be like way less, but 10000 out of 200000 that they made, probably up to 400000 now, a half a million dollars. I only got $200 from that. So, again, this was the year that I made that course and I found my self-worth. So, looking at, obviously, the self-worth, looking at the things that I had to overcome that year. And remember, what is it, June and July, I was working at a place called DKSH, uh, which is some warehouse company where, oh, man, I really wish I was able to go back there with the skills I have today because, man, I would turn that place up. And luckily, one of the, oh, I think about three or four of the students still follow me today, to this day, four years later, man. Big shout out to these guys, and they're all wearing suits now. I'm like, oh, shit, y'all moving up in the world. Um, and, you know, back in uh, June, being able to, you know, cut off some of the demons, 
that were laying deep within me or lying deep within me because of the ignorance I had to overcome uh, within the company, you know. But going back to Tantaburi, the place that I was three years ago and going back there with my suit, going back there with my confidence now, going back there with a completely different me. And the parents were like, oh, my God, look at you now. I was like, yeah, I'm the shit now. I'm the motherfucking shit now. You know, looking back on that, man, I am so, so, so grateful. And you know what? I had a dinner. I had dinner with this guy, the marketing director of the company. And I remember he said to my face, he's like, to be honest with you, it's very hard to market with the black guy. We have to market with the white guy. And I'm like, at that point, I was like, I can't believe he just said that. Guys, can you imagine, man? Boy, if I would have went home that night and I would have done that podcast, oh, yeah. But who knows, if I would have done a podcast about that, man, I would have ended up probably getting terminated for whatever reason because I spoke my truth. I spoke my truth back in 2016 just as I do today. But that was the last time I worked for the corporate training division. Throughout that month, man, it was a ridiculous salary month. So leading up to that Bali trip, of course, I was like, okay, book Singapore Airlines. Okay, book Bayok Sky Tower because I had to stay in a hotel because I lived on the outskirts and with no formidable transportation into, um, what is it, into the city. Well, of course, like four, five, six, seven, eight years later, yes. But now, no. But um. I had to stay at that uh, Bayok Sky Tower. That from there, I had to take the airport link into Suwanapum. Now, I can't really remember, okay? This is a, well, no, I could remember. I could remember very, very well. But I remember walking up to the, uh, the, the what is it, Singapore Airlines, right? And so I checked that and everything. I'm like, hell yeah, baby. We're back on Singapore Airlines. I love this airline. And this guy was like, hey, Arsenio. And, 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 well, he didn't know my name right off the back, but he looked at my name and then he gave me, him and this lady, the two flight attendants, they gave me such a resounding ovation. I'm like, dude, guys, seriously, you're amazing. Thank you. I sat down, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to Bali. Now, I can't really remember. There was a long layover. It had to be a long layover in Singapore um, because I didn't get to Bali till about 9 p.m. at night. So because Singapore was two hours ahead and I got on the flight, oh, I got on the flight at 11.50 as a matter of fact. So I must have stayed at Singapore airport for about three hours. And then from there, I flew into Bali. So me, I'm scared, right? Because I watched a bunch of YouTube videos in regards to like these, these high pressure systems that lie between, uh, what is it, Singapore and Indonesia. So there's a, and you guys know that there have been a number of crashes in this area because storms have a tendency of popping up out of nowhere. Right. So I'm all scared, but I'm like, no, I'm flying Singapore Airlines or Sineo. You're good. But again, I was scared to land in Bali and go to Bali because the Bali bombings that had happened again. This was what, 13 years prior to that. And this was in retaliation to America killing Muslims. Right. So I remember a guy, Tawn, who literally just recently married this past February and went to his wedding and everything. He's like, Arsenio, what the what? He was like, he was really disappointed in me. He's like, dude. Okay, so you can't go back to America then because they got shootings and bombings for days. You can't go anywhere because they got shootings and bombings for days. What type of bullshit are you talking about? So he convinced me to go. So anyways, landing in Bali, you can't see anything, which is very unfortunate. Can you imagine going in and just landed? Oh, my God. Uh, But I landed. I remember getting the currency. Always get currency. Guys, tip number one, always get currency before you go to the country or they're going to fucking rip you off at that airport viciously. Okay, and don't go to banks to get currency. Go to like, I, I, I don't know what they have in America, to be honest with you. But if you live here in Thailand, they got something called, oh, my God, I think I already forgot the name. Oh, shit. 
It's orange. It's green. Damn it. It starts with the S. Prices? Stockless? No. Fuck, I forgot. Who cares? All right, so I go there. No, I didn't go there. But this time I got the currency at the airport, right? So I come out and you got all these fucking taxi drivers, right? A lot of corruption. Just corruption just sitting there. But I had already ordered a pickup from the, the hotel itself. So he has my name. And it says, Sintesa Jimbaran. He's like, hey. I'm like, oh, my God, that's me. Yep, all right, let's go. And he's over here talking to me about the languages, the this, the that, all these different things. And he, sure enough, talked about the Bali bombings. Because when we finally got to, and again, I didn't have a SIM card. There was no travel, uh, travel Luke. Is that is that the name? Oh, my God. I haven't checked out any of this in a long time, guys. I apologize. Uh, oh, my God. And the name of that currency place is on the tip of my fucking tongue. Anyways, Travel Luke. Okay, you can get a SIM card before you land, so I'd be able to land and do this and do that. So I ended up, like, rolling up, okay, going up that mountain. I'm like, oh, my God, here it is, and I'm at this massive palace. And I'm like, holy shit, guys, this is about $120 US dollars a night. But in Bali, $120 a night is five-star. In America, it's two-star, right? So you get you pack a powerful punch in Southeast Asian countries, except Singapore. Okay, you got to pay a good amount of money to get a nice hotel in Singapore. Okay, obviously one of the most expensive or the most expensive city in the world, if I'm not mistaken, or at least top five. So they scanned the bottom of the car and I'm like, what are they doing? They were like, oh, because the Bali Bombers that happened 13 years ago. I'm like, oh, my God. And so we finally rolled up. He took out my luggage and this guy in an amazing outfit. It's a very indigenous type of, uh, you, you know, it, it comes back from, whoa, like 3,000, 4,000 years ago. You know, I hurry up and pay. He gives me a welcome drink. I'm listening to the music. I'm looking around. I'm gazing around. I'm like, oh, my God. You guys can actually see in the photo. Very, very, you know. Well, if you actually tune into my Instagram stories, you would see very, very, uh, you would see it very easily. But I'm just looking around. I'm like, oh, my God. This place is beautiful. So I remember the guy. He took me up to my room. It was already air conditioned out. The lights were on. Everything was there. I sat down on the bed and I I started crying just a little bit because I said, Arsenio, I finally made it. This is what I've envisioned for such a long time. So, man, it's like 1130 at night, 12 at night. I'm just like full of energy. Then finally I go to sleep. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, my God, look at that sunrise. You can hear these voices. It's just green everywhere. You just you could only imagine what kind of goddamn animals and insects and all that stuff that are on that island. So, you know, I, I, you know, and they're like, okay, breakfast at this time. And of course I paid the breakfast package. So I'm like, okay, sounds good. I'm gonna hurry up and go down. I got all ready. And then all of a sudden I go downstairs and all these people are standing up. They look to the left, the concierge, of course. And there are like four people, right? And they say, good morning, Arsenio. And I'm like, oh my God, they know who I am. And so there we are. I'm talking to this Indonesia girl. She's talking about this. And I'm like, dude, I want to do this and that. The breakfast was absolutely astounding. I'm just blown away by the whole thing. So I think later on that day, I think I went down to the beach. I went running. I think later on that day, I went on a night safari the night before. Of course, the big race, which I had originally gone there for, Tough Mudder, uh, was like on the third day. And then the next day, I ended up leaving. But... (sighs) The night safari. It was a long ride. There's a lot of traffic in Bali because they only have like one lane streets, right? So we had to pick up people everywhere. So we finally get there and I'm like, oh my God, fucking finally. It took forever. And of course, I don't have a power bank, okay? I, my, you know, my phone charger. I don't even have a SIM card because again, Travel Luke was not established then. 
right? So we finally get there. I'm sitting by myself. I'm waiting in the lobby area. Next thing you know, this family invites me over. And I become friends with this little kid. He's like five, four or five years old. He's just talking up a thon from Australia, right? And so, again, the parents had originally immigrated from Croatia. So we're going on this night safari. We got Komodo dragons. We got porcupines over here. We got things over here. We end up watching this fire dance. Oh, my God, these Indonesian women. Like the Balinese women, their eyes are just nice and big. It's like the game Temple Run. Have you guys ever watched that? I'm sorry, played that? Dude, it's exactly like that. Those are the, oh, those women, I was looking at their thighs, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I said, oh, my goodness. I said, boy, oh, but boy, I was about to have a Danny Glover moment, I'm telling you. But anyways, um, what ended up happening after that was, you know, I was having a conversation with this lady, the one that had immigrated. She's like 80-something years old, right? And she's like, you know what, Arsenio? You have a gorgeous personality, and that's the same thing that my professor had told me seven years prior. Come on now. And I'm like, and she's like, and, and you know, I was saying, oh, I'm getting older. I can't find anyone, this and that. And I was telling them about my stories of overcoming racial discrimination. Of course, nobody wants to fucking hear that. But me, I was just a little bit of a podcaster at that time. Just a little bit. Now, whew, holy shit, big time, right? But back then, ah. Oh, we had this amazing steak. We had this. I remember seeing a big Bengal tiger sitting on top of our carriage. And this guy's breath, his exhale, could, like, pretty much knock you over. Oh, my goodness, man. And, you know, feeding the elephants and looking at some of these brown, oh, what is it? The uh, they're, they're like brown cows, but they have these massive horns. And the horns, there's so much blood that runs through them. Whereas if you cut them off, they'll die. And so we're feeding the elephants, big ass trunks, beautiful cows, big ass tongues, uh, so many different things we saw on that night so far. Oh my God. And to have that Bengal tiger just right over us, not the Bengali, okay, because that, that had gone extinct because bitch ass poachers, but it was some kind of, uh, some kind of tiger that looked like a motherfucking Bengal. Let's just put it that way. Um, and so after that, man, I just, wow, I took that picture. Went back home, did a nice little light workout uh, for the rest of the day. I'm not exactly what. I, I don't think I went back into the city after that because I was just sick of the traffic. But I think I had gone running again. Uh, I think I had gotten a massage that day, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I know for a fact I did get a massage, and those women were, like, fucking the best. Like, the number one. Um... And she was from Sri Lanka, I believe, or she was probably from Bali because I remember her eyes being, you know, very big and beautiful. But anyways, did that Tough Mudder race, not that many people there, but the Indonesian, the women that traveled in from Jakarta, holy fuck me. Guys, do not underestimate a soul out here because them Indonesian women, oh my God, I fell right down to my feet. I said, oh, take me, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not religious, but I said, boy, you need to repent for everything I'm about to commit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness gracious. But anyways, I remember these two guys were trying to hit on some girls during the course. And I was looking at them. I was like, I know why you're trying to hit on them. I was like, how y'all ladies doing? And I think they just smiled. I can't remember. But the course was cut short because it was really, really hot. They didn't want people to suffer from heat exhaustion. And Tough Mudder, unfortunately, never came back to Bali. But in saying that, when I left, I was sad. When I got to the airport, cleared immigration, was waiting for a while, but then before boarding the plane, you get this banjo, team of about three, four people playing La Bamba right outside the, you, you know, right outside the airplane. And I'm like, 
Whoa, it almost reduced me to tears. We're flying on this big Boeing 777-300ER. It was a brand new one. Massive, massive beyond belief. And we ended up, you know, flying into Singapore. Singapore came back here. Of course, I fucked up my whole visa and everything, which really sucks. But uh, but to see that from those pe- the people, that band playing outside, and for me to go back to things that, you know, well, I just overcome a bunch of racial discrimination. Guys, I had to overcome so much in this country and to go back from to go from a beautiful country like that back here I'm like is it do I really want to do this but 2016 and that trip was soul shifting of course I traveled again it was an emergency because I fucked my visa up at the end of November which is all good and then December everything you know not much happened December then of course what was it 2017 There was a huge switcheroo and everything, you know, again, yeah, I ended up traveling to America for the first time in like four years in April and whatnot, which was fantastic. Okay. Although a lot of things had happened, but, uh, like food poisoning and stuff, but 2016 was a year that Bali trip. Oh my God. It was, it was unlike anything I had ever experienced. Now, Dalat Vietnam was extraordinary. Okay, but the end of the trip completely fucked the entire trip up. Now, I'm not going to say, well, if I had flown a good airline and if I hadn't gone during like the raining season, I wouldn't have gotten stuck, you know, at the goddamn airport and have piece of shit via jet air say, oh, flight cancellation. Fuck you guys. Come back tomorrow. Pay another ridiculous fee, you know, taxi fee to come all the way down here. Just bullshit beyond bullshit. So me, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this Bali trip. I'm grateful for staying at that. That that was just such an amazing four to five days. Everything went perfectly fine. Again, yes, my fucking visa got canceled. My one-year visa got canceled because I forgot to get the re-entry. And then they tried making me do this bullshit-ass runaround. I said, fuck it. I'll just get my visa back in Malaysia. Got it. Came back. Everything solved. It 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 was really, really stressful. But, wow. Guys, 2016, man. That was a year, that was a year of a lot of things, you know, I was, you know, I met a lot of different people, I was a super victim, there was a, this lady is like, oh, no, I'm not going to pay you that, you're black, you know what I mean, like, oh, you can't teach that, you're black, oh, the students are looking at you bad, oh, the terrible Japanese housewives are looking at you like a piece of shit, but still, that 2016, that aloe black, that I'm the man, you know, when I, when I heard that song, that was a restoring of faith, a restoring of of faith in myself. And so this is what I got to be grateful for. Again, so I've, again, I've talked about this on a number of occasions, and I'm going to be talking about so many other things going forward. But this trip in Bali, Indonesia, I've been wanting to go back since then. But I know when I go back, it's not going to be like the first time, right? Because the first time is always the best, right? Well, I'm not talking about in terms of you know, sexual relations and whatnot, but it's always the suspense is unbelievable. So if I go to Fiji, holy shit. If I go to Samoa, oh my God. So this is what I'm just unbelievably grateful for. So guys, with that being said, man, thank you so much for tuning in to an amazing Grateful Thursday. And you guys got to tell me what you're grateful for today, too. I'm your host, as always, over and out.